host Mitchell J. Raven, and we're very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show. We have with us a very popular guru, the author of this book, Sri Shiva, The One-Minute Guide to Prosperity and Enlightenment. So you probably never thought that you would be able to uh, come to terms with enlightenment and prosperity in one minute. But we'll learn a little bit about how that might be able to be done. And more than anything, we're going to have a chance to learn something of the teachings and wisdom of Sri Shiva, who has been around for a number of years. He's got a very interesting background that actually goes into the academic world, where he was a PhD in, in literature. And he is also well known for being the guru to Wayne Dyer and helping him out through a very interesting period of time and inspiring him greatly uh, a number of years ago. So with that, uh, welcome you to the show. A pleasure to have you. Great to see you. Good to see you. Now, isn't it interesting that um, you come out of a tradition that has mm -hmm. been sort mm -hmm. of like a cooked and simmered for many thousands of years, mm -hmm. and yet you come to write a book called The One-Minute Guide mm -hmm. to Prosperity and Enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Could you explain? Well, the question that people ask, I've been living in the West for 20 years or more. You were, but as I mentioned, a professor at University of no, Pittsburgh. I just came here to do religion. my PhD mm -hmm. in religion, and then I stayed here, and then I taught, and then I quit, and then I mm -hmm. started teaching meditation. Uh, to answer your question, the question that people ask in the West, I go all over the world, yes. in Europe as well. Uh, why you guys, uh, gurus, go around when you cannot fix your own country? If this meditation won't work uh, in India. And that's a very valid question. Fix your own country, meaning because India is... so is poor. Right. Okay. In some, in, from the infrastructure point of view, it's a yeah. bit in shambles. Right. Yeah. See, the important thing about spirituality is that being spiritual doesn't mean being poor. God is not poor. Okay. And this spiritual consciousness has killed India. Too much of spirituality has been the problem. I mean, basically you're saying because it's out of balance because, yeah, with it's out of balance. relationship to the yeah. material world. Right. Mm -hmm. It's oh, very important. I agree. It is very important yeah. because India has failed, or all the world cultures have failed materially because their focus has been only on the spirit. They are spiritual people. If you are concerned about spirit, then you become spiritual. Mm -hmm. If you are concerned about material, then you become material. It is very simple. Sure. Look at the Buddha's life. He was 100% spiritual. So he had to leave his wife, his son, everybody, his own father, his kingdom, and then he became spiritual. Okay? Sir, I used to teach uh, Buddhist meditation at mm -hmm. the University of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. At the end of the class, I would tell them, this Buddha, Buddha's uh, concepts won't work for contemporary world. We don't want to bring in a civilization where emptiness is the reality. Okay? That is a spiritual reality. If everybody wants to go to that kind of level, which is not going to happen. So prosperity is very, very key to my teaching. That's what 
Vindayar liked me so much because he said, there is no use of blah-blahing from morning till evening. Still, people will be still lost. Just give them a very basic technique that can give them material consciousness. Right. I'm here. Them, well, in the West, just as you were saying in the East or in India in yeah. particular, yeah. it's a highly spiritualized country, yes. and that's what they yeah. focus their attention on, yeah. and this is what they got. Yeah. And they hardly have enough food to eat, but they have you know, higher levels of samadhi. Mm -hmm. Here, the samadhi is not that well known, but mm -hmm. material wealth is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's an obvious imbalance in each situation. That's true. That's and true what you're suggesting is mm -hmm. that your teaching yeah. is synthesizing the two and bringing them together, right. which is really where they belong. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, in uh, other words, prosperity and enlightenment should go hand in hand. Yes. Because many, many yogis say that mukti or liberation mm -hmm. is everything. Then you will become like a vegetable. Like most of the gurus become vegetable. Like, do you want to create a divine coma? And that's not going to work, okay? That's not going to improve the economy, right? You know, so you have oh, to have. I got a, it. <laughs> you have to have a very balanced approach, okay? Yes. In which you know the Western civilization, scientific civilization, has contributed a lot. Yes. Okay, and then that has to be recognized and and used, and the East has developed spiritual science, which is beyond the mind. You can bring the values of the spiritual science to the material world and vice versa, then there will be a balanced exactly. life. You exactly. Otherwise, you will be lopsided. The Buddha is lopsided. That's why he could not be comfortable living in a palace. Okay? But his model was like, renounce the world and go, and then, you know, when you are going to be hungry, and the Buddha took to begging and created a monastic order. Is that going to work today? It's not going to work. Okay? So what are you going to do? You have to pay attention to prosperity of living this life and also not neglecting the other life. There are certain thoughts in Buddhist psychology, mm -hmm. in Buddhist mm -hmm. teachings, mm -hmm. that one of which says, uh, in, at the end of a prayer, mm -hmm. let me attain and I pray that you attain everything that your heart desires. Mm -hmm. So there is a notion uh -huh. of attracting whatever your heart may desire. Mm -hmm. The idea of detachment and uh, all of that, while it is inherent in the Buddhist teachings, it's often, I think, seriously misunderstood. No, it's not true, because the Buddha himself, the Four Noble Truths that yeah. he taught, was... Life is suffering. Yeah. That's the first truth. Mm. The, the second truth is because of the desires, tanaha. Because he didn't want to use the Sanskrit, he used the Pali word. Mm -hmm. you know? And then the truth is emptiness. And nirvana. Is nirvana. Nirvana mm -hmm. is emptiness. And that I'm not arguing, that's the ultimate. Mm -hmm. But that is not practical. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay? Right. You know, it's easy to become a Buddhist, but difficult to become a Buddha. Okay, same oh, thing with definitely. Christ too. Yes, it's indeed. very difficult to become a Christ, but sure. to become a Christian is easy. And just sign on the dotted line. Right. That's why, you know, I'm a very, very practical guru. Yes, no. Very no, practical, I, down to the earth. I hear that. You know, it's not going to work. 
and uh, just talking philosophy, you know. And then so tell me then, on that practical note yeah. inside, yeah. how do you, according to your way, yeah. attain yeah. prosperity and enlightenment? Okay. In a minute. Yes. <laughs> so in a minute, one minute you use nine sounds to go, you know, nine sounds and then some sounds you use like um, 10 seconds. In the one minute you use the nine sounds, okay? Okay. Ah, the sound ah for 10 seconds and ooh for uh, 10 so seconds. go through the vowels? Yeah. Well, three vowels we use, uh, basically two of them. And then uh, how does it work? I have proof coming from kids using it in Toronto, Canada. They use it only for 10 seconds. They have uh, these are kids, um, seven, eight year old, and their grades go and everything go. You know, within one month of practice, because they don't have the ego. Okay? They have all the candy. Yeah, they it's want. a wrong notion that you have to get, uh, you know, sit in meditation for long hours to figure it out, right. because the meditation is not done through the mind, because it's difficult to kill the mind. Understood. Okay. The mind is full of doubts, and it is going to create all this. So all these meditations have to lead to a timeless zone, which is the non-mind. And there, even one minute is a long time. So the yogis talk about a period of time called a labang. Labang is 250th division of a second. A second is this, and 250th division is inconceivable. But that is the time taken to change everything in your life, okay? <laughs> Provided if you can get to that state, mm -hmm. okay? So it's a wrong notion that you should go and sit in meditation for a long time. These sounds are capable of bringing you that knowledge that can change the uh, entire material and spiritual structure. Could you give us, could you demonstrate the, the sounds? No, the yeah. sound? Okay. Yeah, you use the sound, you close your eyes and then use the sound ah uh, for uh, 10 seconds. Uh, at the root chakra. And then you move. So you're visualizing the root no, chakra? You, you don't, uh, you just focus attention on the root chakra. Uh, and then you go to the heart chakra and say ooh for 10 seconds. And then you go to the, the um, throat chakra. Ma, five seconds, and then you go to the third eye chakra and say Om for ten seconds. Om. This is a total of thirty-five seconds for the first uh, part of the uh -huh. uh, med uh, one-minute meditation. For the rest of the things is five seconds. Nama Shivaya. Again, you, uh, you uh, say them at the different chakras for five seconds each. So total of nine sounds in one minute. That's, you know, no, nothing, you don't even have to sit down, even when you are having a shower, you can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole idea is, um, it can erupt any moment. These sounds are very, very powerful. Even one sound is enough, our sound. With the what is it doing? The sound is, is God. You know, in the, even in the Bible, in the beginning there was the Word, mm -hmm. and the Word was, was God. God. And the sound, ah, is the sound, is God. The sound, ah. That's the meditation but I gave. But in Sanskrit, 
yeah. the word is really, or the sound is yeah. om. Yeah. Is it yeah, the om is three sounds. Om. Yeah, om. Yeah. A, o, ma. Right. Is, uh, becomes om. Mm -hmm. the, the om is a later derivative. The first sound is a. And if you have the primordial sound, that's the time of meditation that I gave in Dyer. Uh -huh. Because while I was traveling in California, this being appeared before me and said, hey, don't blah blah and bark like a dog. There is a simple technique to attract anything. <laughs> Understand this. You know, you create a baby, the same energy to create a, you can, when you can create a baby, take the same energy and create a house uh, or a car or anything that you want. And it is understanding the seminal energy that is at the root chakra, uh -huh. which you waste to procreate. And then you can take that energy to the third eye chakra and then use it. So, and the sound of creation is ah. When you create a baby, you are in ecstasy. Ah, whether you are a white, black, anybody is in the throes of joy and eh, sure. ecstasy. And the ecstasy is creation. And that is ah. So instead of wasting that energy at the bottom of the ch uh, at the lower chakra, take it to the third eye chakra, and then there is a meditation where you do, with which you can do anything that you want to do. Okay. So are you saying? So I'm I'm very familiar with the ideas of yeah. taking. Yeah. Well, you know, because of my background in Taoism yeah. and Chinese medicine, yeah. we talk about taking sexual chi, yeah, right, um, and circulating it right, around. Right, right, right. But you're saying to bring it up to, to the third eye, and then the whatever, and then and then impregnate the thought with this energy that you uh, raise from the sex chakra. And bring it to the third chakra, third eye chakra. Now that's the thought of thought, prosperity, or no, the not a, not a, a house, whatever you want. If oh, you want enlightenment, visualize, you know, visualize anything. What you that, want, what you want, and then that manifests. Okay, so this is the oh, this is this the is the core of what you're teaching. Yeah, this is my teaching. Okay. This is the a technique that Wayne Dyer started teaching. Uh, and then I had given him permission to do that, and I see. a million people are doing this now. Wow! Yeah, wow! Yeah, they're pulling the sexual uh, energy yeah, up, yeah. up the spine mm -hmm. and down yeah, across yeah. the head to the third to the third eye, and then they visualize your house, your home. You know, no nothing. You know, my philosophy is don't blah blah. If given a chance, I don't want to blah blah. Because even if it is a very sophisticated blah blah, ultimately it's blah blah. So what has to happen is to give you a real technique yeah. that can, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what matters is you need a home, you need a car, or you need a job, or you need a television show, or whatever you need, eh? and that uh, needs to be created. And this is the process. So there are some million plus people across yeah, the yeah. world. Basically, it's the efforts of Wayne Dyer, you know, yes. and he was on everywhere on public television oh, sure. and doing He's that. Been and on he, this show as well a couple of and times. And then he put out a book and dedicated the book, "Manifest Your Destiny," and it's based on this. Yeah, and and based on this. Exactly. Yeah. We still have so yet to you, have him you, on you to you you have your destiny book. in control. Yeah. No, no, nobody else. So. What are the results that you're seeing, Sri Shiva? From Tremendous results. Like, people can you give have, some examples? For instance, you know, you can, I have experimented it with people like who, at the bottom line, you know, broke, uh, very broke, 
and then they can they want to have a mercedes benz they can hold the image in the third eye and uh, impregnate that image so they might eye. end up with a mercedes benz with no money to put gas on it no that's what that in would, any way. that's what i'm saying it could happen that's anyway. what you know if we say the bill gates is a college dropout larry elson is a college dropout steve jobs is a college dropout there are so many phd guys who went to school with me are making 10 dollars an hour right huh what do you do so you know the mind has not gotten you anywhere right sir right right no, but bill gates that. always wanted even when he was a boy i should be a multi billionaire that's what it is you know if you are so worried what about what you're basically saying is he kept feeding that image of course he kept empowering that's that right. and energizing it that's what it is and that's like, the fundamental principle of like, what you're like, teaching like like conrad hilton when he was when he had no money he did not think like where the gas money is going to come from he wanted to buy the walter of astoria owned mm. by the queen of england when he had no money for the next meal he got the picture of walter of astoria i must get it i must get it it took him 70 years or so to get it but he meditated on it but before then he meditated he created about thousands of hilton hotels yeah. so it's only a commitment to what you want to get right. and not asking where the gas money is coming from that's where the problem starts so i i understand how mm-hmm. then i know it's a very it's a coherent principle mm-hmm. from a daoist point of view we have different mm-hmm. other things to do yeah, with the energy yeah you should not doubt i rule out doubt if i want to manifest something yeah no matter what you are going to say or somebody else is going to say this is what it is i want a waldorf astoria i want a waldorf astoria waldorf astoria that's the hilton model you know that i recommended book be my guest he said i wrote this book because i have been so poor and i could get to this level come to my hotel stay there take this book free and this is everyone should have a dream mm-hmm. and then and this dream manifests this is a positive philosophy oh definitely you know definitely. being in a doubt means in a being in satan in to use a religious language because doubt is negativity at the bottom line sure okay and the moment you doubt it you have lost it how do you apply the same principle mm-hmm. you made it clear about how to apply it for one's own prosperity mm-hmm. how do you apply it then also for enlightenment that's a bit of a subtler so game so enlightenment is i mean how do you, you, know, you can visualize enlightenment right what is enlightenment you know it seems to go back know, to the buddhist idea of emptiness is yeah, form and form is that, emptiness that's that's not necessarily enlightenment if you go to baba ji he wouldn't accept that as a, the buddha's enlightenment as enlightenment enlightenment what is, are you going to do <laughs> yeah he would say the ability to do everything is enlightenment not the ability to lose everything is enlightenment losing your thought process is enlightenment mm-hmm. not enlightenment there are a lot of guys uh, chanting mantras rama rama shiva shiva and then st- Uh, you know on the street they are 55 years old because the gurus who came here they said this is the best thing that can be done and uh, now they are all 55 year old they are not you know nobody is willing to hire them you know and uh, they have homeless what are you going to do so there are two things that i teach you got to be very careful about the material reality about the spiritual reality so enlightenment is not a losing process where you lose your thing you lose your ego you lose your mind and then be on the street that's not enlightenment okay that's a wrong wrong concept of enlightenment or losing your thought process is not enlightenment so a lot of people say i want mukti the mukti has been a very big term these days 
is liberation. What are you going to do? If you become thoughtless, then that's a coma condition. You have no interest in life, then how, <laughs> how are things going to work in this life for you? Huh? I understand. Yeah, this is a wrong philosophy. You know, people have to take responsibility for what they are teaching and the people who go to people and... Um, this is a very good point. Yeah, they also have got to go, oh my God, what's going to happen? At the end of the day, I have to pay for my gas, okay? Exactly. All somebody else has to pay, okay? for the gas. Because nobody is going to give free gas for an enlightened person. Okay? Yeah. So, it's not a good idea to lose your ego. It's not a good idea to lose your thought process. It is good to understand your ego. It's good to understand your thought process and empower them and give them a high self-esteem. So, that's basically my teaching. I understand. Okay. There's one piece I yes. still want to get though. Okay. Um, which is about, I'm, I'm going to translate what I've heard yeah, yeah. into a word. Yes. Which is balance between the parts. That's true. It's really balance. Yeah, that's all about the book is about yeah. prosperity and enlightenment. I understand. Yeah. What I want to do is understand how yeah. using your technique, yeah. uh, enlightenment is realized. And what is it that you mean by enlightenment? I, mean, I understand yeah, what you okay. don't think yeah. about. Yeah, I mean by enlightenment is an ability to stay in a non-ego, non-mind state, which is a state of empowerment, of being in a, a place to manifest your thoughts, to be able to do things that you want to do, to help others, to be compassionate, mm -hmm. okay? And this is what an enlightenment is. Okay. 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 That's good, yeah. yeah. No, it brings a balance that yes. yeah. our world sorely yeah. needs. The enlightenment is not yeah. running away from life or else meditating all the time. Enlightenment means being in a very, very powerful, intelligent level of existence. Right. You know, in a non-bind egos. And then use that to enrich life, enhance life. Okay. So that there is not much suffering. That's to me. It's a pleasure to have you on yeah. talking about this because for me I spend a lot of time saying this to people yeah. and sometimes they think I'm, you know, you know, like, you know what happens. To people don't understand that you can, you're supposed to be spiritual meaning right. allow spirit to move you and to animate you. Yeah, but, but also yeah. We're living in a material world, right, right. and it should be appreciated and enjoyed yeah. completely. Yeah, but I must not tell, a little. I must tell you that I have not had much success with people because people <laughs> always want it like I want to just go and space out. I know. Okay, because it's easy to do that. I know. Okay, I will go and hang out in Sadona exactly. or somewhere. Sleep it's spiritual on the escapism. Yeah, it's is what it escapism. is. You know, however much you say, they are going to again, you know, just as lining up for a Broadway show, you know, and borrowing money from credit card, you know, escapism. Exactly. You know, going to a Broadway show is not different from this. Exactly. Going to a guru. That's right. That's unfortunate. Exactly. <laughs> and when somebody goes to a guru, it also means that they're not yeah. cultivating their own shakti. That's right. Anyway, that's you right. know, and that's, that's right. not fair that's either. Right. That's not right. You know, yeah. it's... Uh, it's not that I'm not saying that you should not go to a guru. He can empower you, but then there have uh, to there's be a, a time and a place. There's a, there is, a, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.